0: The Fast and the Curious is part of the Acast Creators Network. You enjoy it now.
1: Hello and welcome to the Fast and the Curious with me, Bessie Glover, Christian Hugill and Greg James. We're all together at Greg's lovely house, sat in the garden for a special show today. Greg, thanks for having us.
0: I was inspired by watching an episode of the Alan Titchmarsh show. Oh, I can see why. ITV the other morning. It was just on. And uh, I watched it for five minutes and thought, what a lovely thing just to do a show from your garden. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we are in my garden. Well, here we are. And we're all together. We're all together.
2: We're
1: back. All
0: together
2: now. And we've
1: we've got a special guest, haven't we?
2: Yes. Bonnie, Good boy. We're trying to tempt a dog. Oh, oh, he's eating it. He's eating eating the microphone muff, everyone. (laughs)
0: Oh, oh, he's so beautiful. <laughs> we shouldn't have done cool. that. We've woken him up. Yeah. He's looked up at it. We will regret that now. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is a Formula One podcast hosted by Christian Hugill, Bessie Glover, and some Formula One drivers. However, no race this week, so no racing to talk about because kind of breaking news. We're recording this on Wednesday afternoon where they have just announced something very big, haven't they?
2: Yeah, so the, it, it's known as the Imola Grand Prix historically, but it's in a part of Italy called the Emilia-Romagna region. And there's been huge flooding and it's really awful because it, it's caused properly awful conditions for local people in the area. And... Anyone who's been to any big sporting event, what do you need when you put on a sporting event? You need emergency services, you need police, you need that sort of thing, and they've got a lot on at the moment dealing with you know literally people battling to save homes and things. So um, it never looked like the race was going to be on. So yeah, awful situation for Formula One, um, but I think it's the right thing to do to call off the race. So but it but it leaves us without a Grand Prix this weekend.
0: However, the thing about this podcast is it needs to survive even when there's no racing. Mm-hmm. Because this podcast is for racing fans, definitely, but also for the newcomers and people that sort of like it and for also people that don't really get it at all, but just like hearing stupid things. Mm. And this week, we planned the F1 phone-in. Woo! Spelt with an F, importantly. Yeah. Jimmy the producer was on holiday when we decided to do this did it annoy you as much as we thought it would annoy you that all the messages were spelling the word phone with an f yeah full of fs the my inbox <laughs> my inbox was Phone in. There was quite a few different spellings of phone in. Some did an F and then brackets PH. (laughs) Just just in in case you didn't realise. Just in case I didn't realise or I hadn't listened to the previous episode or something. But did you get a good reaction? From all over the world. Right. Australia. Mexico. Everywhere. love... A phone-in. There's love a, a phone reason in. why Jeremy Vine is such a popular <laughs> show. We're talking about the flooding at the Grand Prix. What is flooding? What is rain? But phone-ins, I've always wanted to do a phone-in. Sure. You've never done a phone-in, have you, Bessie? Never done a phone-in.
1: Have you done a phone-in? Never done a phone-in. Done a phone-in. Done a phone-in.
0: Years of radio between us, you've never done a phone-in.
1: So excited.
0: So we're going to get a load of fans on. I've actually arranged a secret person to turn Ooh. up. I'm very excited about this. A new game called, what do you do?
1: (laughs) In the style of the Queen. I did think you were going to come up with a really good name there. I was expecting, so I had high expectations. Yeah, it's
0: it's in honour of uh, her her late majesty. Yes. Uh, What do you do? Oh, my God. That's what she says. uh, Said. Said. Alas. Um, When she met people, she goes, what do you do?
1: Anyway. I feel like we need to move this on and actually get our callers on.
0: It's the phone in, the F1 (laughs) phone in. And who should we go for? If you're first? an international
2: listener, Jeremy Vine is a British radio presenter. And Greg's impression of him is very good.
0: Sounds exactly like that. Jeremy Vine. And the show is always... <laughs> Today we're talking about tuition fees, slugs... And the menopause. And...
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no correlation. <laughs> or, they'll, or they'll turn the debate into anything. You know, You know. <laughs> Do we still really need coffee tables? Is there a place for them in the modern world? And it's like, how, are you, how have people got such strong
0: opinions on this?
1: Oh, I've, I've never listened. Can't, can't say I...
0: Well,
2: well you're glad.
1: lost.
0: When you hear it, you will be amazed
1: at mm. how similar it I is. I might tune in <laughs> tomorrow.
0: Please do. The F1 phone-in is up and running and... Hello. Hello, who's this? You're live <laughs> on the phone-in. Who's calling, please?
4: It is...
2: F1234. Hey, hey Our geography class friends.
4: <laughs> Hi guys, how are you? We're good. How are you? Yeah, we're
1: really good. So it's Miss Howard, Owen, Charlie, Jack and Lewis. Yeah. yeah,
4: that's
2: right. And for those who missed one of our previous podcasts, this is a year 9 geography class who came on before to teach us about, I believe, Miss Howard, was it Australia?
4: Yes, that is correct. We had some Australia facts and a question for Christian.
2: Yes, you did beat the Christian, didn't you? I'm still not forgiving you. <laughs> and in fact, when I went to Miami, I was talking to somebody at the airport, and somebody was mentioning Beef uh, beats the Christian beef. and uh, Beef the Christian. Beef the Christian. <laughs> and somebody said, "Well, that that school class managed to beat you, didn't they?" Mm. So it's it's still not been forgotten by our listeners, Miss Howard. Just and for to that.
0: be just to be clear, please do not ever throw Beef at any Christians.
2: <laughs> but trust me, the, the class has
0: gone international. Trust me. <laughs> so welcome to the F1 phone in what would you like to say today would you like to make a point would you like have you got another question well how can we help
4: so we've got a bit of a mixture we have got an Italy fact we have got an oh. Italy F1 fact and we're gonna try and beat the Christian again
0: yes well, this is good because obviously we were going to do this for um, Imola, the, the upcoming Grand Prix, which has now, as we said, been cancelled. But this still counts because it's still still good, counts still good geography. So do you want to hit us with that fact first
4: of all? Right, Lewis is going to give you just a general Italy fact first.
3: So one million euros are thrown in the Trevi Fountain every year, which is a,
1: works out at about three thousand euros a day. Wow,
2: that's a Trevi good fact. That isn't it.
1: That's, oh, that was a good question. And that's a great fact. I've thrown money in there before. I've contributed.
2: Have you? Yeah. Where do we know where the Trevi Fountain is in Italy? In the middle of Rome. In the middle of Rome. I've not been to Rome yet. It's a
1: famous one, Christian. Beautiful. I've you not been. The big one.
2: I'm sure it is. On
1: Lizzie Maguire movie.
0: Uh,
2: that
1: was a throwback. Sorry. Wow. Wow. That was nation. <laughs> sorry. Um,
0: I'm not having a go at the Lizzie Maguire movie, but if that if your cultural reference point for the Trevi Fountain is that film, <laughs> you don't have any. You can't claim the high ground over Christian for not knowing where it was. No. Oh,
1: well it's just. The first thing that came into my head, Greg. I do apologise. And
0: we've also established that I only know my geography
2: through where F one circuits are. There's no F one circuit in Rome. I don't know, do I?
0: How much was in the trophy fountain? Did you say? Uh
3: one million euros. It's about three thousand euros a day. That's, oh. that's so
1: much money. That is so much. <laughs> should we? Should we take a trip?
0: <laughs> I'm, I imagine that someone does take a cut of that. Yeah. Somewhere along the line. Well, someone's counted it. Hey. Maybe it's this class.
1: Yeah, Lewis, have you ever been before? No,
0: Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. Did Lewis? Lewis, did you drive to school in a Lamborghini today?
4: Yeah, I did actually.
0: Very <laughs> <laughs> good,
2: Lewis.
4: Wonderful. So that was our general Italy fact, and Charlie is going to give you an F one fact.
3: F one CEO Stefano Domenicali was born in the
4: town of Imola.
2: Was he? I didn't know that. I genuinely didn't know Stefano was born in Imola.
4: I didn't know that. And then we have got a question. And Owen, you're going to do the question, aren't you?
2: Let's see if we can go two for two. Oh, is this a beat the Christian? If I got to, if I got to, right, okay, this is good. Right, I am I feel pressure on me here. Are you ready? should
1: do. Should do. Yeah, he's ready. He's I'm ready ready. ready, ready,
2: ready. Italy has held the most F1, races, F1 Grand Prix in history. How many has it held since 1950?
1: Oh! Oh,
2: good lord, they wow. don't give me a break, do they? That wow. is
1: a good question. That is a good question. I think you'll
0: have had more chance at guessing how much was in the fountain. I was
2: going to say, and how many laps has there been? I don't know, do I? That's um, so, good, great question. Uh, right, okay. Well, Formula One's been going since the 50s. So let's average one a year. That takes us up to 70-something. But there's been seasons where there's been two. Let's go for 126.
0: 126? You're quite a
2: bit off there.
1: Quite disappointing, actually.
2: Go on, how, how many?
1: 103. Uh, oh. just, hang on. You are quite
2: a bit off. That's not bad. I'll take that.
1: They're disappointed
4: in you, Christian. You're
2: harsh taskmasters, you lot, aren't you? Yeah. So
4: that is this Two out of two now, Christian. Hey!
2: <laughs> two out of two, and I can tell you there won't be a three out of three. Okay, no. <laughs> Yes, joking. we're
0: running
2: out
4: of time on the phone, in, uh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys, it's lovely to speak to you. And are you enjoying the season so far, guys? Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. Still hooked on F1?
4: Absolutely. Which one's been your favourite race so
2: far? Oh, well, my, my favourite one's Miami, because i got to go. But in terms of the racing, probably Australia the sheer chaos, I would suggest. What about your guys? Probably uh, Australia the same because of like the amount of red flags that were, it's like the most interesting race of 2023. Thank you guys. Lovely to have you on. We'll speak to you again hopefully before the end of the season. Bye guys.
4: Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Lovely to catch up with them.
1: They're
2: great. But I honestly love seeing like Young kids passionately into F1. It's so good.
1: I also love their enthusiasm yeah. for beating the Christian. They oh. love it. Did you see his face? I can't remember who it was that asked the question, but he was absolutely They're loving They were having life. a bloody
2: great
0: time. They were probably keen to stick the knife in, weren't they? i yeah.
2: sorry, what a question that is. Yep. How many Italian
1: Grand
0: Prix have there been? I'm um, all for it.
1: You should know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just a reminder, we are in the garden today. In the garden. And, uh, you might hear passing aircraft. Um, that is, uh, I think it was a helicopter that no, went out. I think it was maybe a Chinook
1: they went over. Oh, did you oh. did you actually see it? I yeah, there's a lot
0: it. of because um, this is the flight, this is the route to, to Regent's Park,
1: mm. and all
0: the sort of the, the diplomats and the, and the you know the American oh. embassy and stuff. So there's always weirdos oh. flying over weirdos, are they? Yeah. There's, there's, like, you can hear it. You're listening to the F1 phone in. Let's go back to the corners now. And who have we got next? Hello, you're on the phone in the F1 phone in. What's your name?
3: Hello, uh, Gemma. It's Gemma. Hey, Gemma. hey, Gemma. Hi,
0: Gemma. A first
2: time caller, Gemma. I'm,
3: I'm brand new. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. It's
2: lovely to have you on. Gemma, what would you like to say on the phone? Then? So
3: to start with, um, I do have a little something to pitch for you. Oh, um, go on. I know, yeah, I was just listening the other day and just had a thought that perhaps you could, you know, recruit some of your listeners as reserve drivers now and then. To kind of share a few stories, share some goss, share some bits you might not have seen
1: on on social media. Lovely idea. Do you have any goss for us? Let's put you yeah. through an interview process. Tell us what your gossip is, Gemma.
3: Yeah, got a bit of gossip. I feel like Greg's gotta be all over this though. Maybe not, but Charles mm. and Charles and his music. Oh. Is it yeah. the classical
1: music that he does?
3: Yeah. Yeah, so he's now released not one but two tracks. Charles Claire. Actual yeah, I Charlotte Blair. Blair.
0: I did not know this. I, I've
1: got more, like
3: more info if you need it. Well,
2: I, you, Betty, you've just asked what it sounds like. I'm sat next to producer Jimmy, who I believe might be about to play us some. Let's have a listen. Oh, it's very good. Oh, wow. Oh, it's beautiful.
1: This is just delightful.
2: This is the sort of thing I'd quite like to listen to in the bath.
1: In the spa, I was thinking, should we be here in the
2: spa? I don't know why he doesn't to it
0: at the Belgian Grand Prix, but I'd, um, I'd listen.
1: <laughs> Greg <laughs> just rolled It's an F1
0: gag. System. I rolled my eyes because I made that same joke to someone yesterday, <laughs> and I hated myself. I see me in you. This is a sign that we're talking to each other too much. Yeah. How does that make you feel? No, it feels great. Uh-oh. It does, it feels like I'm home.
4: Oh,
1: oh,
0: you no, are I home. Am, you literally yeah. are, yeah. That's, um, sorry, so back to, this is, by the way, Gemma, this is fantastic yeah. gossip. Yeah,
3: so apparently, uh, rumour is, he played it just kind of around the Oz Grand Prix um, and then put it on Instagram and all of his fans were like, obviously like, can you record it and put it on Spotify? So he did. And now it between that one and the Miami one... He's got four and a half million streams on Spotify and 900k monthly listeners. That's yeah. mad, the
0: power of F1. Wow.
2: Right. But it's also good, isn't it? Like, that was really good. It was lovely. That
1: was yeah, really yeah. nice. Greg's got a piano. You said you can play. Can, do you you, to, uh... can, you do, can you do it? Oh, please do. Are you as good as Charlie Brown? <laughs> well, oh, he's, 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 he's actually going to do, do it. it. Gemma, hang on, he's right. Greg walking over to the
4: Sorry piano. To you, Gemma.
2: Uh, hang on, Gemma. We're just going to have to <laughs> do some logistics now. That's fine.
4: <laughs>
2: no, we'll use that mic. Use my well. mic. Okay, fine. Um, ladies and gentlemen On the Fast and the Curious F1 phoning We are delighted to present to you Inspired by Charles Leclerc Mr. Greg James Everyone Clap better Clap Woo! <laughs> <laughs>
1: the piano earlier and he went a little bit. That is not a little bit. That is very, very good. Greg, round of applause.
3: Ellie, what did you think? Amazing. Maybe they should do a collab. Oh, Gemma, they oh, need to. to do a collab.
2: <laughs> Genuinely impressed. Genuinely, really impressed. That Thank is you. exceptional.
3: Thank
1: I you. thought you were going to get on there and play like Three Blind Mice or something. I was, I was not uh, I was thinking of doing
0: Rugrats but I thought, no, fuck it. <laughs> you went for it. I'm I'll do some chords. That oh. is amazing about... Charles, what's interesting about that music is it's the opposite tempo of his job, yeah, and that's yes. deliberate, isn't it?
1: But that obviously helps him, don't you think? Yeah. That helps him kind of get in the zone, relax, wind down.
2: Is that why you do it? Because you spend so much time asking about looking
0: for long ducks and things <laughs> like that that you you want to just relax and play the piano (laughs) but i can't play it very well that that was no 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 no. that literally was just some chords that was was not i can't read music i don't know really any songs the only song i can really play is paradise by coldplay that was i blagged it
3: that was a great start
0: this is good (laughs) gossip by the way so what else have you got for us jenna i'm intrigued this is so far the picture i'd say is going well Mm,
3: okay excellent news so you also might know this one but our friend gunter has a book it's called Surviving to Drive
2: yeah G- Gunter Steiner does have a book and we've invited
0: him to come on and plug the book or, or and just have a chat to us. Mm. Mm. Did the, do you know if the book name came after the uh, the yes. Netflix series? Yes. Oh, it did, okay. Gunter's <laughs> very much aware that
2: he's become a famous through Drive to Survive. Have you read it, I Gemma?
3: haven't. I think it's going to be a good read, though, because
1: it's meant to be like his diary, isn't it? So I'd what?
2: quite like Gemma to read it and come back on and give us a review.
1: Great idea. Yes, That's a great I? idea. There's some homework for you, Gemma. Well, okay, I brilliant. mean, look,
0: when we get Gunter, why don't we get Gemma back on? Yes. Yes. They go, right. We'll resend the email to the nice people at Haas Gemma, read the book and you can come Uh, on and review it to Gunter Steiner. By the way, I I, I didn't tell you all, but I got confirmation that he's on. Oh, he's he's, he's up for it, yeah.
1: On
2: our podcast? I I
0: probably should have told you that earlier. There you go. But he, the email's been successful,
2: Rick, you everyone. I cannot
1: be withholding this information. There wow.
2: you go. Wow. Some, some breaking news there that we're going to get Gunter on the podcast and we'll get, we're going to look forward to getting your thoughts on his book, Gemma. Have you ever reviewed books before? I
3: haven't, but I'm looking forward to that one. That one, that one could be my debut, can't
1: it? Yeah, it could. Absolutely. Um, Gemma, also, yeah. you and Christian have got a lot in common in the sense that you have both got into F1 because of your dad's, right? Mm. Yeah. Who, who's your favourite driver? You know
3: what? I am a bit impartial, I won't lie. I loved I loved the whole Carlando situation when they were both at McLaren.
0: Yeah, they were
2: cute.
3: Always rooting for them. And you know what? I've actually got a soft spot for George Russell. Oh, don't we all?
0: Are you excited about the season that Fernando Alonso's having?
3: Absolutely, yeah. I think he's the only one that's going to challenge Red Bull realistically, isn't he? It'd be great, obviously, to see him pick up the pace a little bit so that he can at least challenge them. I was really, obviously, hoping that we might see that this weekend, but... Monaco it is,
0: hey? The, um, the, I'm just thinking about the, the Charles Leclerc thing. It's really sort of rocked my world a little bit. And it's it's helping, that's what this podcast was supposed to be for. It's helping create a 3D image of these drivers. So we see Charles Leclerc driving, and we're like, super cool guy, driving really fast, Ferrari. It's like the cool. Mm. It's the coolest Living thing. Living in Monaco. And yet, he now does classical music, which makes him a bit more nerdy, a bit more lovable, a bit more, I don't know, softer. Approachable, maybe. It softens yeah, him a bit. Yeah. And the other thing I saw the other day was a video of him losing his AirPods (gasps) in the airport. Do you see this?
1: Yes, this is brilliant that you've remembered this. So he
0: just, I guess what I'm saying is all these people aren't as cool as you think they are. Well, there was a video of him literally fishing out his AirPods
2: from under a gutter. With what, like a ruler? With a ruler. And somebody made the point that he can literally just afford to walk into the airport Dixons and buy himself some new AirPods. He could have bought
1: 10 pairs if he wanted to. he could buy the
0: airport.
2: But he
1: thought, well, yeah, that's a very good
0: point. He'd buy the airport and everybody in it. Yeah.
1: But there yeah. he is, on his hands and his knees, in a gutter, trying to, like, pick out his airpods. Well, I like that inside.
0: about him. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. He, value is, he puts a value on items and possessions. He's not
1: Makes him relatable, hey? Yeah. yeah. So relatable. I, I
0: would love to chat to him. He sounds like a really fascinating guy. <laughs> We're trying yeah. to get him on, aren't we? Yeah. We yeah.
2: need
1: to. We need to. Maybe I
0: could lure him in with my piano.
2: I will. We can't yeah. end this podcast. And we've only just started, but this podcast can't come to an end until Greg James and Charlotte Claire have done a duet <laughs> on the piano, right?
0: Oh. At Carnegie Hall.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Uh, like Radio
2: City in New York or oh, something. Yeah, yeah, that's the
0: plan.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Got to aim high.
2: Mm.
1: Gemma, thank you so much for coming on. You've been excellent. Thanks.
0: Are you up for interviewing Gunter with <laughs> us?
1: Absolutely, you're joking. <laughs> Thanks so
3: much. That Thanks, is. Gemma. Thanks, lovely Gemma. to see you. Bye. Thanks, Thanks Gemma.
0: It's the point
2: where we do what Greg Text is very excited about. Is this your new game?
0: It's time for a game. Ooh. It's time for my new game. It's called... What do you do? <laughs> Where I, I have booked someone from the Formula One world, nay, okay. universe. Three questions each. Okay. You just have to work out.
3: What they
5: do. What do you do? What do you do? What do you Here
0: do? they come. Hello, mystery person, and welcome to the F1 phone-in on The Fast and The Curious. Please be economical with your words so as not to give any th- or too much away, but Hello. Hello. There we go. Oh. There's the hello.
1: Hello, mystery person.
0: You're on with the team principal, Greg James. You're on with Betty Glover and Christian Hugill. Betty, to have the first question, please. It will be three questions oh, the each. pressure. I
1: don't know. And okay, then, hold on, we then we
0: will see if they can get you within three guesses. Are we trying to guess the
2: name of the person? Or are we trying to guess the job role? It's what do you do? What did you do what did you do? Sorry, right, yeah, sorry. I shouldn't the game is called What Do You Do? Jimmy looked really disappointed at me when so I saw n- that. Can
1: I just ask that question? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right,
0: we're trying to ascertain what this person does within the fantastic world of Formula okay. One.
5: Okay.
1: Okay. Right. My first question is, do you work in engineering?
5: Uh, yes, I think you can say that I work within engineering. Okay.
2: Okay. Um, do you work on the engine or the chassis?
5: <laughs> I don't work on either the engine or the chassis.
2: Mm. Oh, okay. Oh. So they've been engineering, but not the engine or the chassis. Oh,
1: okay. Um, oh what do you do? Uh, <laughs> Thank you, Greg. Um, Do you speak to the drivers during the race? Uh,
5: yeah, I don't speak to the drivers during the race. The okay.
2: only person who speaks to the driver during a race is the race engineer. So we're ruling out... Um, oh, God, I was all going for race engineer, and then that's not that. Okay, don't speak to the driver during the race. Don't work on the engine. Don't work on the chassis. Um, what other things are there in the Do sport? you work... I don't, I don't know if this is classed as the chassis. Do you work in aerodynamics or the wind tunnel?
1: <laughs> We're getting niche. I
5: don't work in aerodynamics or in the wind tunnel.
1: He doesn't? Did you say you don't?
5: He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't.
1: Do you work... Um, would you? Are you like a performance engineer? So, like, do would you like analyze, uh, like, <laughs> the performance? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to describe that. Is that so? No, like, that's the would, thing. Would that's the look, thing. Yeah, but would you like look at all the data and then report that to a performance people? engineer? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm trying to dis- explain what that is.
5: Yeah, I'm not a performance engineer, but I do look at data quite a bit. Okay. Oh, okay. Um.
1: I've had three questions. Oh no, that was my last question. Three
2: questions for you, see. One more from you, Christian. So I might as well have a guess as to your as to the job.
1: No, because you're wasting a question there.
2: Oh, okay, fine. Um
5: uh, Do you work on pit stops? I do work directly on the pit stops, but my job involves pit stops in it quite heavily. Oh.
2: Hang on a minute! Don't work directly on pit stops. but It involves pit stops quite heavily. Have I ever
0: watched F one? What's going on? <laughs> you've missed a you've missed oh, a huge
1: tire. Part you changed the of, tires.
0: You've missed no no. You've missed oh. a huge uh, overall part of the race, and what what happens in a, a, a team and a planning situation.
1: Are You the head pit stop guy. Uh,
0: can I have a guess? Go on. Are you a race strategist? Oh, the- Yes. Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> who, who do you work for?
0: Yes, we. This is a proper person. Uh, this is a. This is a, a huge cog in the F1 wheel on the podcast right now. Please, can you introduce yourself and tell us all
5: what you do? Yeah, I'm Randy Singh and I'm Director of Strategy and Sporting for the McLaren Formula 1 team. That's
0: <laughs> amazing! Oh, it's, cool. proper, it's a proper job.
2: Randy, what a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. No worries. Hi, Hello, everyone. Randy, I'd, I'd heard Randy's name before. I'd heard of Randy. It's a proper get from
5: the team principal.
1: Randy, what a job title. Can you just explain what you actually do? Like, what does this job actually involve?
5: Yeah, just in simple terms, I guess on the strategy side, what you'll see most is... We call the pit stops, so we decide when we're pitting, what tyres we're fitting, uh, when in the race that is. Uh, we do similar things in qualifying as well, so like how many times you run, what lap we think the lap will come on in, in terms of how many laps on the tyre, etc. So then that covers it from the strategy. So there's lots of maths and science behind doing that, and there's lots of planning as well. It goes on for months at a time. And then on the sporting side, it's basically making sure that the drivers uh, and we as a team don't get in trouble by breaking any of the rules. So making sure that we follow the rules and um, if we do get called in front of the stewards, that we do a good job representing ourselves um, and make sure that we try and not get any penalties.
2: And Randy... The job of a race strategist, I'm fascinated by strategists. And anyone who watches F1 in the UK has got a bit more of an insight into this at the moment because Sky, who've covered the F1 in the UK, have recently brought in Bernie Collins, who's an ex uh, strategist herself. And it's something we've never really seen into in UK F1 TV coverage before. But, Randy, one of the things that fascinates me about the job of a strategist is you guys can never be off during a race because at any point that you think oh well a safety car would change this race you need to be at all points don't you aware of what's going on aware of what could happen because at any point where the race could change through a yellow flag a red flag a safety car immediately the guys on the pit wall would be saying to you randy what do we do what's that like to deal with
5: Yeah. And and normally there isn't time to say, Randy, what do we do? Or Ollie or Darren, what do we do? The names of the other strategists. Um, So we have to be very proactive and ready to make a call. And sometimes genuinely, you may have to make a call with both cars with a few seconds, literally, um, before they get to the pit entry. Uh, And that call that you're making may depend on exactly what's happened, like whether it's a safety car involving these two cars or it's a red flag, etc. So you have to be really well prepared. And like you say, you're on through the whole race. We do a lot of prep through the whole weekend. We're learning a lot um, from the drivers, from the tyres, from the other engineers. Uh, to prepare ourselves that when we get into the race, that we understand what the big levers are that change your decisions and that we can make those decisions well uh, and quickly as well. But, but Randy, just said that in seconds.
2: Like And sometimes if like a safety car happens and the drivers are in sector three, they could be seconds from the pit stops. And people like Randy have got to make these decisions within Seconds. Yeah, I'm just yeah. amazed at your job, Randy. I think strategists are the unsung heroes of F1 because you guys win races, right? You you guys win
5: races with your
1: decisions. Yeah, you should be up there on the podium, Randy.
5: Uh, <laughs> that's very kind of you. It's a it's a massive team effort, and I, I think even under those like two or three second decisions, if you imagine that we make a call. Uh, the race engineers then have to tell the driver that they're pitting or not pitting or pitting on the next lap etc we have to get the pit crew out and ready with the right tyres for the right drivers sometimes two sets of tyres because we're doing what we call a double shuffle and we're pitting both so it's really a team effort and uh, we can we can make the calls quickly and well, hopefully, um, but that doesn't mean that everything gets executed well unless everyone else is also doing the sort of top of their game in their job.
0: A, a double shuffle is a very friendly way of explaining a very stressful yeah. thing.
1: <laughs> Makes <laughs> it think. sound quite nice. Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> just having a little double shuffle. That means, sorry, that means two... Uh, sort of priceless cars coming into the pit lane very, very quickly. The entire company's future rests on this moment. And you call it a double shuffle. But uh, th- I think that I guess that's a way of getting through it. Can I just ask a question, Randy, do you get to enjoy a race? Or do you feel like you endure it? Do you get to sort of appreciate the magnificence of, of the job that you do?
5: Uh, I think all of us in strategy, we, we really love the job. And I think one thing that you Don't get in many jobs, even in Formula 1, is to be watching uh, a race and, like working on the race and you see what you decide play out so um, I don't get to sit on tv because I'm watching the data occasionally you're watching a your main tv feed but one of the really exciting things is you make a decision and you know in front of billions of people the cars come in the pit stops done and the cars go out on a new set of tires so that's really cool you don't really get to so we all enjoy that otherwise you wouldn't want to do this this job at all um, but you don't get to really watch the race and often you get to the end of the race and you're so so focused on what you're trying to do you know about other cars that influence your car strategy but sometimes you have to check who's won the race or what happened to this car or that car uh, and then sometimes when you watch the race back um like the week after to review it and actually watch the video footage as well uh some of the things are uh, oh i i didn't know that had happened at that time etc cetera fascinating
1: randy you're you must be under so much pressure it must be ridiculous but the, the big question that none of us have asked you yet is how did you even get into this job
5: yeah so uh actually this was what i always wanted to do so this was my dream job in formula one uh, I didn't care so much about the other bits like the aerodynamics um, or the engine side of things. I always really wanted to do strategy. I was lucky enough to get a summer placement at a different team when I was at university. Uh, and I, like my degree was in engineering, which is well suited for this. And yeah, that's how I got in. And there's various different paths in in our team. We have people who worked originally as design engineers, someone who's done mechanical engineering, uh, someone who actually did production engineering and has moved over, and even a physicist. So it's quite varied. And we look for a different range of skills. Uh, for this kind of job because what you want to do is make sure that you make the decisions really well and really quickly and often that relies on different inputs and sort of understanding different viewpoints uh, because it's not an exact science you're also estimating what your opponents will do.
0: How much of your job Randy is socializing and getting to know the drivers and and, and that side of it, because I imagine you have to have such a such a good working relationship and also a professional relationship. How do you manage to balance that?
5: Yeah, it's really important to have a good relationship with the drivers. Uh, sometimes uh, we say that they're some of the best sensors in the car that help us make the decisions. But I think that's underplaying what the drivers do massively. And especially in certain situations like wet conditions, the driver's input is invaluable. Um, and the relationship that we have with Lando and Oscar is really good because... They they know that we make the decisions ultimately, but that they can provide really good input and information. And they're not just doing that in the race. They're giving us input all the way through the weekend, in all of the meetings, after every session, and actually even before we first run at a track. The drivers will give us input on certain factors that influence what we do. So, the tyres, whether they behave as good or bad as we think, or whether overtaking will be easy or hard, etc.
0: I bet you can't ever switch no. off. That's that's the that's the job, I guess. We are huge Lando fans, obviously, but we're also huge Oscar fans, and we've been following him since his uh, since his first race in his rookie season. He was a lot of fun to interview. is he a lot of fun to work with?
5: Yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's, I'm not the expert on the driving side of things, but I, I talk to the experts all the time and he's driven really well this year. Uh, he's got a very cool head uh, and he's a pleasure to work with. He's very methodical, gives us lots of really good information uh, about how the tyres may behave and about overtaking, et cetera. And also he's very um so very open about like oh actually I'm not sure I will know about this thing because I've never done it before so yeah no an absolute pleasure to work with and it's a bit like working with a, an engineer who drives in some some cases
2: brilliant what a compliment that is Randy I could talk to you about your job all day but we should ask you as well because given one of the big things we were supposed to be doing on this podcast is previewing the Grand Prix Imola you must be there, I'm guessing, and obviously we, you know, our thoughts are with anyone affected in the nearby area who are affected by the flooding because it is properly awful. But I'm imagining a properly unusual situation for you as F1 crew. What are you in your hotel room? Are you at the track? What's happening there?
5: Yeah, so actually, um, we're in various hotels here. In our hotel, and the road that it sits on has uh, flooded quite catastrophically. Actually, um, it's just the waters are just going down now, so. Uh, yeah, there was a period where we were without power, food, water. Um, everything is fixed now and um, everyone's been doing a good job. And actually, uh, some of the people here in the hotel with me, we've been coordinating with F1 and the FIA about the cancellation of the race, but also when we can get into the paddock and so on, um, because obviously our team is spread all all over um, Italy at the moment. Um, and it's yeah been a really concerted effort and even including people like Andrea, uh, and Zach, team principal, CEO back in the UK, who didn't actually fly out because the race was cancelled just prior to their flights today. So, yeah, it's been a really big team effort in coordinating, trying to keep everyone safe, uh, helping where we can. And then also making sure that uh, now that this race is gone, that we're also on the front foot for the next two races, because it's, it's a, logistical, like, a logistical challenge, let's say, getting to Monaco anyway, um, and especially now that we've had this situation here.
1: How does this situation affect Monaco then moving forward? So,
5: so it's a big challenge. So we, we, as of yet, have not been allowed back into the paddock because it's not yet safe to do so to pack up the paddock. So we will go and do that. Possibly the actual, like the kit that we take around to each of the races in Europe, that will be on its way to Monaco a bit earlier than it would otherwise have been. So that that side of things should be OK, provided we can get into the paddock and unpack things when it's safe to do so. Um, The personnel is a bit of a trickier one so we're trying to make sure that we can get everyone out of their hotels and safe um, first of all and then flown back to the UK whereas originally most of the team would have gone directly from uh, here to Monaco so there's a few logistical challenges there. It's
1: It's such
2: a beast Formula One isn't it like it's such a travelling circus. So you
1: could be kind of stuck out there for, for a bit then.
5: Earlier we were doing a meeting with about 15 people across the world, basically trying to work out plans for keeping people safe. And three of us were stood on a balcony next to each other to get high um, cell service So yeah, we're all working away. A lot of us are focusing on like the situation here But always in this world, you're preparing for the next race or the next two races. So I've actually just been talking with the strategists um, about some final learnings from Miami and some prep for Monaco um, and Spain as well. Randy,
2: what a pleasure it's been having you on The Fast and the Curious. Honestly, Team Principal Greg great game <laughs> first game well he came done, up right? with mixed reviews that was a fantastic game and what a signing in Randy honestly Randy I could talk to you about your job and what you do all day it's absolutely fascinating thank you so much for coming on
5: no it was my pleasure big, I'm a big fan myself so yeah bless you we're
2: big fans of McLaren Aww. on this podcast we love McLaren he gave some great McLaren news there about Oscar Astrid. Yeah. yeah, Randy thank you so much it's been a pleasure having you on thank you
5: see you all later
2: stay thanks, safe
1: thanks Randy bye
2: I'm very impressed, and having been humiliated by a year nine geography class twice,
1: <laughs> quite
2: pleased I got Randy's job. I won't lie you to did. you. There,
1: it took us a while. It took us a
2: while. We there. Oh, that was faster. Love that. Mm. Well done, team principal. Love what that.
1: that. Great a big, get. That was a big Woo. job. That was a big job.
0: Well done, everyone. Well, I think this is going very well, and it's. Do you know what? Better than I thought it would. Yes. Go. And I didn't think it would be bad. I just didn't know how. A phone-in would work on a podcast from a garden.
1: Yeah, we're, ha- we're having a great <laughs> time. It's a lovely
0: time. Uh, so what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put my foot down and say this is the end of part one. Excellent. And we're going to put it into two parts because it's just so goddamn good. And at the end of part two is another surprise for one of you.
1: Not another one. Not, Not right. another one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be back with part two. Sort of now. But it's just in, It's a different episode.